Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Top of the List with Dom and RB, as it says on our throwback logo here. Yes. uh, Putting it up there. But we've been away for a a brief amount of time, a summertime. We've been on vacation, been taking in a lot of movies and TV shows. So we're excited to come back. Bring you guys uh, reviews from our uh, the movies we've seen for the yeah. first half of the summer. Really excited to talk about a lot of films, some great ones, some really cringeworthy ones. <laughs> but yeah, really excited to start talking about these. Uh, yeah, it yeah. feels good to be back. Feels good to be back after a short hiatus. And yeah, we got a lot of movies to cover. So uh, let's just give our spoiler warning now. If we're going to say anything about spoilers, it might come out during this time. But we're going to try just to give our scores and opinions as best we can without spoiling it. Absolutely. So wee, wee, there's our spoiler warning. Um, feels great to be back, like Dom said. As great as it was to get back into the theaters just a few months ago. Isn't it great going to the movie theater oh, just we, to see movies? Yeah. We, we, we found a good theater. We found a great theater here. Uh, shout out to the Showplace Icon. They're all over the United States, but we have one here in Mountain View. $6 Tuesday nights. Yes. Awesome, awesome theaters. Great laser projection. Dolby yeah. Atmos. Yeah. Uh, we, we love it there. And, um, you know. If you're of age, uh, great to get a nice alcoholic beverage and take in a movie in the <laughs> oh, evening. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They got good stuff there. Yep. And um, so uh, let's just get right into it. Yep. Welcome to top of the list summer movie reviews. Yep. Part one. Remember, yes. there are a lot of great movies still coming out as well that we will break down in part two later this summer. But part one coming your way right now. Okay. And right. what are we going to start with? Uh, let's start off with movies that we both watched okay. uh, either together or at least in the same vicinity. And mm-hmm. then we're able to discuss. And I want to kick it off with uh, the Disney Pixar film, Luca. Okay. Um, definitely a surprise from this film. First of all, from the standpoint that it wasn't released on premiere access, which yeah. I loved. Yeah. I was really happy that I didn't have to pay 30 yeah. bucks. <laughs> and this was, you know, it was out like it could have been in theaters, you know, but theaters were slowly opening. Yeah. So it was kind of like iffy, but it was free, which made it an easy decision. Um, you watched it here on your TV. Yep. I watched it with my parents when I was visiting, visiting them. And uh, yeah, I, I like this one. I liked it. Um, is it one of Pixar's best? I do not think so. But it is still a really enjoyable film. I would I would put it in the top half okay. of Pixar movies. And, and just for, and obviously, you know, this comes with time. Yeah. It was visually very stunning. I loved the, you know, Italian Riviera that it took place in. Um, and, you know. And the reason I think this one was so visually stunning is because they deviated from their normal art style yes, a lot in this one. Yes, very much so. It um, almost felt like a the Pixar short, yeah. if you will, made into a feature length. Yes, absolutely. And. I don't know. There was just like the way the water looked. It almost looked like it was a mixture of animation and claymation. Oh, yeah. You know, have you ever seen any claymation stuff? Of course. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, So that's what was really unique about this one. Um, So, you know, like from an animation perspective, you know, it's a 10 out of 10. Every Pixar movie is just a sight to behold. Yeah, without a doubt. But let's talk the story. What do you think of the story? Love the story. Heartwarming. It was different enough there were times where i was watching it where i felt very very i was like wow this is like straight out of little mermaid you know mm-hmm. um but i i like the idea that when they're out of the water they're human the, these sea monsters um and i like the whole thing with the the race yes. i really enjoy that the triathlon the yeah. italian triathlon eating pasta swimming that in was bike so riding. great <laughs> it's great um yeah i i actually really enjoyed the story you know uh, uh sort of the idea of friendship always prevails was your yeah. main theme and i enjoyed it Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was a good little message in there, you know, about I, I, here's here's um, the thing for me. Like I have like basically two negatives. Yeah. My number one negative was 
they never really explained why they're sea monsters. You know, why is it that when they get out of the water, they turn back to humans? Right. Why is it when they go in the water, they're sea well, they're, monsters? they're different species. That's just the sea monsters camouflage. It's just, yeah. Why does a chameleon change colors? Yeah. Know? Yeah. I just would have liked the explanation of, you know, it seemed like it was almost magical. You know, well, there's some sort of Pixar. magical quality. I mean, so toys talking, yeah. uh, it's logical? No, it's magic. Right. Yeah. It's the Disney mu- movie making magic. But I think we should get into our scores. Oh, yeah. Film for I sure. did have one more. Oh, yeah. Go right ahead. Um, that they could have made a little bit better of a message here. Um, I think, so we have our three characters, right? The main characters, the right. two two guys and a girl. Right. And um, I like the way it ended, but I think that there, there was room for improvement on the message. I don't want to say too much, so I'll okay. just say that. But um, yeah, so our scores, uh, I'm going to give this uh, Luca a seven and a half. Okay, I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half, okay. I, like I said, I, I Pixar films for me either are at least an eight. Okay or extremely subpar. I felt that way about like Cars 2 we talked about in our Pixar episode. Uh, But yeah, this was, you know, what has become an average Pixar film, but they hit it out of the park like they almost always do. It was, yeah, definitely. So those are are our scores. Um, What's next on our list here? Next on our list, we go from one Disney subheading to another, uh, Black Widow. Yeah, and, and there's some some stuff going on behind the scenes maybe we could talk about a little bit too, but let's focus on the movie first. Um, Black Widow, was it, as good as we, you know, we have been anticipating this movie for over a year. Yeah. It got delayed so much because of COVID. Ryan, you and I are huge Marvel fans. Did it live up to our anticipation, our long wait? No. I, I agree. And and <laughs> here, here is my complaint with this. And I think that at first the idea is, oh, well, that's because of COVID. You know, I'm going to say they released it too late. Okay. But even if they released it when it was supposed to come out, which was after the events of Infinity War. Right. I'm sorry, after the events of Endgame. Endgame, yeah. I, I don't think it fit in. Uh, I, I think this, we lost a lot of edge because we knew that uh, Natasha Romanoff, the yes. Black Widow, was going to survive at yeah. all points. There was never a fear for her life because we yeah. know she is alive in the events of Endgame Absolutely. and Infinity War. This took place before even Infinity War on the timeline. There's line. no reason to be on the edge of your seat. It's Correct. a it's a popcorn action flick yeah. with no sense of uh, immediacy. You yes. know, like, you know, some of our favorite action movies, uh, if you think about, oh, here, Ryan, one we yes. were just recently mentioning, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Because uh, we were looking at Rotten Tomatoes yeah. scores, and we said, "Oh, Van Nuysburg Road is well really deserving good. of its above, I believe, ninety-five Rotten Tomato score." Yeah, and you know, in that movie, anything could possibly happen. You know, even our main character Max, he's on the ropes; he can almost die at any second. Yeah. It's so suspenseful throughout the entire film. This film was Black Widow was nothing like that. Now there is some positives. There are definitely some standout performances. The number one positive is Florence Pugh. Yeah. Yelena, yeah, yeah, Yelena, and you know, it's not a spoiler to say that she's going to be in the MCU more because she survives in the film, you know, and we get an after credit scene that shows her. So, um, yeah, Florence Pugh was really great in this movie, and I'm happy to see that she could carry on the Black Widow mantle in some way. And I think, uh, uh, on top of that, a, a nice performance, comedic relief, but Marvel, you know, MCU <laughs> has hit that out of the park by David Harbour. David Harbour is great from Stranger Things. Yes. Yes. And I, he's really good as Red Guardian. As Red Guardian. Yes. yes Red Guardian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, I think score-wise with this film, I got to give it like a six and a half out of ten. Six and a half. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it just a little bit higher. I'm gonna, this was a good film to me. I'm going to give it a seven. I think it was good. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that we knew that she was going to survive – 
And I think they failed on the villain a little bit in this one. There's a really, really cringeworthy line at the end um, has to do with, I, I don't know if you remember when he says, you know, the most uh, prosperous resource in the world that no one wants, little girls yes. or something like, oh, yeah. I rolled my eyes yeah. in that theater. Without a doubt. Really bad. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the whole little family that Black Widow had, I enjoyed that aspect. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we said, David Harbour, Florence Pugh are great, but I want to see where we can go from here. Black Widow is done. So seven for me, six and a half for Ryan. Yep. Now let's talk a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes right now. You know, um, we just talked about how Luca was released straight to Disney Plus. Black Widow was released to, on Premiere Access. Mm -hmm. And right now, Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney because um, there was a stipulation in her contract that said um, she would get paid more money based on the box office performance of this film. And she's saying, you know, by releasing it on Disney Plus, that, that took some office. of her money. Away. Unless does that $30 count towards box office or not? That doesn't count does towards not. box office. Okay. That goes right to Disney. Well, it, it seems like it should. That should be something that should be taken into an account. Taking taken into account because obviously her contract was probably written before premiere before, before COVID. Yeah. When and this film was originally supposed to be released. She is making the argument that, you know, Disney put it on premiere access and now she can't make as much money as she was promised. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. And I think, you know, there's a lot of, you know, stuff going on behind the scenes, you know, with like, her being a woman main character this is it took marvel so long to make a solo film with a female character you know wonder woman came out it was like what the third dc universe film right but i mean we we did have some i mean captain marvel we did have captain this, marvel yeah. yeah that's right um and of course agent carter did get a series, a series which is a, a yeah. female lead yeah but everyone had been asking for black widow right, and right. you know like we said that was the biggest negative this movie should have came out right after Civil War. Yeah, without a doubt. It should have just followed up right after. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, yeah, that, I think that's all I got to say on this. I hope yeah. that Scarlett can uh, settle this in in, uh, in in court. And obviously this will be her last performance yeah. in the MCU as well, whether or not there, there were these legal, yeah. there was this legal battle yeah. post. Yeah. But I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing uh, Florence Pugh in uh, Hawkeye coming out soon. Yeah. The series Hawkeye. Yeah, and we got a lead into that in the post credit scene. Excellent. So what's up next? All Ryan? right. So uh, we were both on vacation for Luca and Black Widow. Did not watch them together. Our first film back together in theaters yes. after vacation. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's old. I'm a big M. Night Shyamalan yeah. fan, Ryan. I know that you've seen a handful of his movies, but not as many as I have. Yes. Um, I just love M. Night Shyamalan, even though he's made one of the worst films I've ever seen, that being Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> yeah, a nice little... Um, Nice little Easter egg in there, I guess, uh, for our, one of our future upcoming episodes as we did just finish the Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra series. Yeah. But yes, uh, I have not seen the M. Night Shyamalan, The Last Airbender feature film. Uh, you have said it's not worth watching and I've seen- One some, of the worst movies it. ever made. Yes, but, but let's let's move on to Old, which I don't think is yeah. one of the worst movies not ever made. Not at all, not yeah. at all. I was pleasantly surprised with Old. Yeah, yeah. I thought- from the minute we both saw the trailers for this, we thought it looked very intriguing. Yeah, we were invested. Uh, and, you know, I think while it didn't blow your mind like certain fantastic M. Night Shyamalan films of the past have, mm -hmm. um, it was very, it was a very new and yeah. intriguing concept. And I think they executed it well. Yeah. And um, there's some really, really awesome scenes yeah. in this film that hold it up. And then there's a couple of scenes where it's a little bit, <laughs> yeah. mid -sized sedan. We yes. got a little cringy on that part, but you know, I think this movie made up for it. The concept alone was great. Yeah. Um, how'd you feel about the twist at the end without, you know, giving it away? 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we, whereas we did not predict the twist, yeah. it, this was a lot less of a big twist than what we've come to expect. Wasn't as big, yeah. Correct. Um, but that being said, I mean, it, like I said, it did what it needed to do. Yeah. It was a very enjoyable movie. Um, and a lot of good performances yeah. as well as, as for, yeah. Uh, a big actor who I've, I've seen before, who I thought was really good in this was Rufus Sewell. Yeah, a uh, great performance given by him. Um, really, a tough role to play. Someone yeah. going through uh, the problems he goes through in yes. this film, the struggles he does, and I think he does an amazing performance. Yeah, he's really yeah. good. And then, um, of course, the the cringeworthy cringeworthy performance, as we mentioned um, earlier, yeah. uh, given by Aaron Pierre uh-huh. as mid-sized sedan. And I don't know if it's necessarily his fault. He wasn't <laughs> given a lot to work with. Are you ready? Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's his one line in the movie that he has, and it's just so weird. It's, yeah. it, we were cracking up in the theater. It was out of place. Yeah, but, <laughs> you know, that being said, it, I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie. It's, it's not Me enough too. to knock it. This was an enjoyable movie, a, a fun ride indeed. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? Yeah. Wow, excellent. Yeah, that's, that's a, I didn't know you enjoyed it that much. I really, really like this one. Just because, like I said, it was something different. It was I, different. There are certain films that I love. I love slapstick comedy. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As much as I love them all, a lot of them are always the same. Um, just like a lot of the action movies or a lot of the MCU, we see a lot of this similar stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, this was something completely original, and that's what I give big props to for this and what I give big props to for almost every M. Night Shyamalan film that I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. So I think my score is going to be a little lower because mm-hmm. there's some of his movies I like a lot more. Um, Sixth Sense, Signs, Unbreakable, um, Split. I like all those films more. I think I would put this on the same level as Unbreakable. Oh, wow. Which is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan film before this. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah. So yeah, I think all those films I just listed are better than this one. Okay. So um, in that way, I'm not going to give it as high as you are. So right. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I think this was definitely a good film though. Yeah. You know, that's what we characterize seven and um, seven and seven and a half mm-hmm. are both in that good range. And I wouldn't say it was quite great like you did, Ryan, but mm-hmm. I think it was good. Um, if you are intrigued by the concept, go check it out in theaters if you For have sure. it or rent it if you uh, are available yeah. to do so. So yeah, old gives a thumbs up from us. Yes. Uh, next up, another one we went and saw in theaters, uh, G.I. Joe Origins Snake Eyes. One that is unfortunately not going to get the thumbs up from us. Absolutely not. This was, I, I think CNN, uh, their film critics put it yeah. best when they said a joyless slog of a film. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's been a little while since we've given a below five score on this show, Ryan. Yeah. But I think is it safe to say we're both going to give it below a five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it had some, some cool scenes, um, but that's, you know, we talk about Black Widow being action for action's sake. Yes. But, you know, we're invested in MCU characters. Yes. We are not invested in the, what is it, Mattel toy brand, G.I. Joe, that they've tried and tried again to make into a TV series animated, then, you know, a live action. This is the reboot of the live actions. And I'm just... Not about it. Nope. It didn't, you know, there's some cool things about Snake Eyes. Uh, for those yeah. of you who remember, you know, the, the old cartoons, I grew up on those. Snake Eyes never talked. Yeah. And I was like really waiting for uh, 
what the reasoning behind that was. We didn't even get that. We and we didn't get to see him wear the suit. Right. You know, it was that was the biggest thing yeah. for me. Is like I wanted to see him, for lack of better terms, I wanted to see him kicking ass in the suit. Yeah. He gets the suit in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then puts he it on, rides a motorcycle away. And yeah. you know, it'd be great. It'd be the the thing that could have saved it is if they at least put together some competent action scenes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I walked in this movie saying, okay, all I want to do is feel some excitement. Right. And this movie, I fell asleep. Oh yeah. It was, it was boring. They, the story was so heavy handed. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we get into action scenes, like you were saying, there's no intensity, Mm -hmm. there's no immediacy to the action. And nonetheless, you know, it'd be fine if they were filmed. Okay. I think the action scenes are filmed terribly in this film. There's a lot of shaky cam. In the beginning of the movie, he's fighting in like this, you know, ring, this like pit, and he's like fighting a guy with a chain. And it's like the camera is so close, you can't even see who's hitting who. Mm -hmm. It just looks like a bunch of blurry things moving around on the screen. We don't understand how he's able to get the guy into submission with the chain. We just, all of a sudden we look up and he has it. And then they reuse that scene again later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the biggest sin. The story wasn't great. It was pretty much un, un incomprehensible. Yeah. In in some aspects. So, what's your score for this one, Ryan? I gotta give it a four. I'm gonna give it a four, four out of ten. Yeah. I I struggle to give things below a four out of ten. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, there were definitely some scenes that kept my interest. Yeah. There were far more scenes that did not. Uh, like Dominic, I fell asleep uh, about. Two thirds of the way through the movie, uh, and yeah, I just like we said, joyless slog of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Four out of ten. Yeah, for us. All right, and that'll bring us to the most recent film we've watched together in theaters. One that I know you were a much bigger fan than myself. Yeah, uh, the Green Knight. Yeah, this is not a film for everybody. Yeah, absolutely not. It's if you go into it watching the trailers, you might think, oh, we're in for a really, you know, thrilling action adventure with knights. Um, this is not a action-packed adventure. This is a poetic journey. Right, and you you had a background of this film. So maybe share a little bit about your background with uh, right. the, the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Right, so I, I studied Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. It's an epic poem, mm-hmm. um, one of those uh, King Arthur tales, you know, for people that don't know, it's about the Knights of the Round Table. It's about uh, Gawain, his journey to becoming a knight. And um, this is a film adaptation um, by the director that directed another film I liked that a lot of people didn't like was a ghost, a, a ghost story, which was about like death and how you how things keep going after you die. And that theme was also felt in this one a lot, you know, about how your life is almost kind of meaningless in some way. And it's all about just facing your fears and courage and all that stuff about knights and yeah, but I enjoyed it because I had read the story in college, studied it. They changed a lot in the movie. Um, I'm okay with what they changed because, hey, it said film adaptation, didn't say, you know, literally this is what it was, the story was. And um, yeah, I, I wanna hear what you have to say a little bit. Yeah, so I did not have a background to this film I, beyond knowing a little bit about the Knights of the Round Table, which I know more of from, uh, Monty Python's uh, <laughs> Holy Grail yeah. um, uh, than I do from actually reading Arthurian English. Right. Um, yeah. You know, this film was did enough to keep me awake, which is okay. more than you could say from Snake Eyes, but right on. it was what I would classify almost as like an art house picture. Yes. There's just a 100%. lot of obscure things going on that I didn't understand. 100% art house picture. Um, 
and like I said, you know, I, I was happy that I was that you I was there with you to talk about it mm -hmm. post film. Mm -hmm. um, so I could, you know, have some of my questions answered. Yeah. Um, a lot of these art house pictures aren't based off of anything. Right. And it's like, well, we don't know what's going on. So at least there was, you know, you had interpreted the poem. Yeah. But um, like I said, this was a film that was, I would say to me, it was too much fantasy to get into that realism uh, genre that I like, like he's not actually a knight yeah. in you know, medieval England earning his honor, but it didn't have enough of a fantasy aspect yeah. to be exciting and interesting. I haven't seen the Lord of the Rings films, but after seeing this, it made me crave something like Lord of the Rings, like almost like a Harry Potter, yeah. something that's going to have more of that fantasy edge. Right. So like I said, it was interesting. Yeah kept me awake which is you know i if a film keeps me awake i've decided i can't give it below a five out of ten so i'm gonna give this one like a six out of ten okay um slightly above average slightly above average in that okay range um would i watch it again no but do i regret seeing it absolutely not okay awesome yeah um for me uh as a film enthusiast i have to give this a nine out of ten okay um but it's not a nine out of ten i would give that I would say, usually when I give a nine out of 10, I say, yeah, it's a must-see. It's not a must-see. It's a must-see for anyone who likes this kind of movie. Absolutely. It's a must-see for anyone that likes the slow, poetic kind of film. And anyone that wants to have just an absolute visual feast, a cinematography masterclass, um, that's what this film is. A lot of, you know, metaphorical imagery. If you're into that, go for it. I am into that, so I liked it. But if you're not, steer clear. So that is The Green Knight. All right. So those are the five films that we watched together okay. um, in the first half of this summer. Now, uh, between the two of us, there have been seven films that we have watched separately that I think we should just each go in a rapid fire round okay. just a little bit. Do you want to go first? No, I want you to go first. Okay. So I have four films, okay. as our viewers have you know, become accustomed to hearing, a big comedy, big family uh, film. Love watching those with my fiance, Caitlin. Um so I have four films on this list, starting off with In the Heights, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda's adaptation of his first Tony-winning musical. Uh, this film, as a fan of the musical, uh, I didn't hate the film. I didn't love the film. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, I know some people who hadn't seen the musical really struggled understanding the film. Right. And a lot of people who had seen the musical struggled with the adaptations that were made for this film uh so Did it, uh live up to that i think it had like a 98 or something on rotten tomatoes didn't live up not. to that okay um brilliant filmmaking it was john m chu who did crazy rich asians right um went in like a surrealist sort of okay. lens almost like a la la land okay got it. um yeah. you know like walking sideways on buildings and whatnot the uh, dance scenes big dance numbers yeah um and the music was great, but like I said, I didn't like necessarily the story changes that were made. Okay. Um, so, you know, seven out of 10. Good. Not bad. All right. Next up, Space Jam. Okay. Uh, a New Legacy, I believe, was the official title. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Yes. Uh, reboot of the Michael Jordan film, uh, this time with LeBron James <laughs> playing more in the in uh, the uh, internet and today's, you know, technology gets sucked <laughs> in into the server at Warner Brothers Studios. Okay. I like the concept a lot. This okay. movie surpassed my expectations. It was not as good as the original Space Jam. Uh, Got to give it like a seven and a half out of ten. Okay. I like LeBron James as an actor. Um, 
as a basketball player, I think he's great also, but <laughs> as an actor, I've seen him in Trainwreck and I've seen him in this now. I think he's a funny guy. Oh, good. Uh, disappointed that it wasn't actually his children and his family in this film. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I like what, the, I love the Looney Tunes. Um, and I like what they did with all the other like little Warner Brothers Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick and Morty showed up in it, which I nice. loved amongst other characters. Uh, Space Jam, seven out of 10 also. Maybe okay. a seven and a half, probably a seven and a half. I have to give it a little bit better than In the Heights. Okay. Um, Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. Disappointed with this film. Loved the first, completely surpassed my expectations. This film was clearly a cash grab and they even poke at it in oh. this film. They're like, oh, this is, you know, because Peter Rabbit, it's based off of the British children books. And they go, oh, I hope they never make these books into films. Oh, uh, it'll probably be an American who does it for cash. And I was like, uh, well, yeah, no. they did do that. Um, <laughs> disappointed, kept my interest enough. James Corden, who's a comic genius. Um, yeah didn't live up to what he was in the first film voicing Peter Rabbit. Give this one a six out of 10. And then finally, uh, Boss Baby back in action. Oh no, Boss Baby Family Business back in action is the spinoff TV series on Netflix. Got it. Boss Baby back in action. So the second Boss Baby film, uh, Alec Baldwin and I believe Jimmy Kimmel okay. uh, are the main characters in this. Um, enjoyed this one, not as much as the original, really like the first film. Uh, but still going to give this one like a seven and a half out of 10. Same okay. level as Space Jam. Just a fun family movie. A lot of good laughs. I they never kept saw it going. the first one. First one is hilarious. That's okay. definitely a watch. I would suggest it's DreamWorks. DreamWorks. Uh, okay. So sort of like that. They become like the third tier animation studio because yeah. you have, um, you have uh, Disney, Pixar. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's one. In, who else is in there? Um, the NBC Universal Company Animation. Um, oh, I don't know why. That's not DreamWorks, is it? No, it's not DreamWorks. Oh, okay. um, they may have been bought by DreamWorks, but it's oh, uh, uh, Illumination. Illumination yeah. where has, you know, Minions, Spickle Me has taken over that number two spot. Okay, um, But, you know, DreamWorks, I think, was bought by NBC Universal now. Oh, okay. Uh, acquired. Uh, but I enjoyed this film a lot. And I yeah. think Boss Baby, the franchise is good. And I hope they go for, they may even be able to go for a third and still keep it enjoyable. So, oh, nice. Uh, overall, In the Heights, seven. Space Jam, seven and a half. Peter Rabbit, six. Boss Baby, seven and a half out of 10 for my other four summer films. Excellent. My turn? Yeah. Okay, my turn. Uh, so I watched, uh, I have three films here I want to share. Oh, one of them I saw in theaters. I, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and I saw this film had a really high score. And I said, you know what? Ryan and Caitlin don't want to go and see this one in theaters. I don't have anything to do today. I'll go check it out. And it did not live up to the high score at, that it had on Rotten Tomatoes at all. With that said, um, I still thought it was a great film, and that film is Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Say it right. Pig? No, you have to say it like he says it in the trailer. How does he say it? It was Pig. Pig. Yeah. Yeah, and you know- British Nicolas Cage voice. That is, that's a good Nicolas Cage impersonation. <laughs> um, One word, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Pig. and we're saying it. That's, this is the reason to go see the film, Nicolas Cage. You just wanna see Nicolas Cage in a really strange role. He is really good in this movie, and that's the only reason to go see it. The story in this one is a little outlandish. There's not much of the story, but there is a little bit of an emotional punch. I teared up towards the end because they really do go for the emotions. And that's why I think it makes it into that great range. I'm gonna give it an eight out of 10. It was not what I expected. I expected like a John Wick style action film. It was not that. It was an emotional journey of one man after he's lost something, trying to get it back. <clears throat> sorry, trying to get it back 
and making some discoveries about himself and the people around him on the way. That's the best way I could sum it up. A great film. If you want to go check it out, if you're intrigued by it, please do so. Maybe rent it on uh, demand or something. I'm not on speaking terms with uh, Nicolas Cage since he backed out on the Tiger King dramatization. So, Oh, he's not doing it anymore? From what I heard, he is not going to be playing Joe Exotic. And that has been put up back on the shelf. So, <laughs> Caitlin's giving us a thumbs down on that. <laughs> okay, and then I have uh, another film that uh, released to streaming. Okay, so I have two. My other two films I watched are streaming only. And um, this one, I'm going to give a really high score. And that's because is it not, it's not only um, a really amazing animated film, it's one of the best animated films I've seen in I'd say the last two or three years. And that is the Mitchells versus the Machines. It's the team that brought us uh, the Lego movie. Mm. This is a really, really funny movie that isn't afraid to make you absolutely cry. And it is just, it's its on Pixar's level. It's the first time that, you know, the Lego movie was really close to being on Pixar's level. Yeah, it was great. This movie is not only on Pixar's level, I think it's surpassed some of their films in some ways. It's really, really um, groundbreaking. All right. And I'm gonna give the Mitchells versus the Machines. <clears throat> Sorry, I keep getting saliva in my throat. At least I didn't pull out a booger like on that one episode. <laughs> Um, but the Mitchells versus the Machines gets a 10 out of 10 from me. Okay. Um, high recommendation. Go check it out. It's on Netflix right now. Um, yeah, you got to see it, guys. It's really amazing. Hilarious. You're going to cry. It's a groundbreaking film from, uh, you know, the aspect of the LGBTQ community. Um, yeah, it's really fantastic for a family film to cover the topics it did in such a lighthearted way, but without watering anything down. I'm sorry, I talked too much no, on this it's, one. it's all good, man. It's and that's great really that impressive. we have the recommendation. I still haven't gotten around to watching this one, so definitely worth a watch. Yeah, and then my final film I want to talk about is streaming only on HBO Max, HBO Max original, and that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, give you a little bit of a brief history. I think Ryan agrees with me on this. The original Justice League that came out in theaters from Joss Whedon was a snore, an Very absolute snore. Um, there was a couple redeeming factors. I liked the flash in the original justice league that was released in theaters and that was about it. Unfortunately. Agreed. Um, and none of the characters I wanted to see got the spotlight Mm -hmm. and the villains were just cookie cutter mustache twirlers. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was just one villain, if I'm not mistaken, it was Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf. who is, uh, you know, for a justice league film, I could not believe that was the villain they went with. Right, right. Yeah. Especially after, and I know people did not like Superman versus Batman, Dawn of Justice, but I thought going both with Lex Luthor right. and with, with Doomsday, right? Yeah. Was an incredible choice. Yeah. And then to follow that up with Steppenwolf. Yeah. In a Russian field, disappointed. Yeah, I was very disappointed with that movie. I'd probably give it a five, the original Justice League. Yeah, that's right around what right, I mean. right A very there. average, action-packed, superhero film that was just the action wasn't great the story wasn't great yeah. the villains weren't great as we've talked about before the villain makes a superhero movie yeah yeah it so. was it was great to see ezra miller play the flash yes. that's that's what Correct. held it up that's what made it good very enjoyable. It's, you know a little enjoyable yeah now let me so i've always wanted to see the justice league on the big screen mm-hmm. i was very disappointed when that one came out in theaters and i thought i'm never gonna get this again because we're not gonna have another justice league for a long time after that disaster and then, you know, there's all this, you know, release the Snyder Cut of Justice League going around. And in 2021, we finally get it. 
And not only is the Zack Snyder's Justice League a four-hour movie, I hate movies that are long like that, except for Lord of the Rings. And um, I usually, I was really didn't want to watch this one. It took me a long time to watch it because I was like, ah, I'm gonna, it's going to take me days to watch this. And it did. It took me three watchings to get through this. But not only is Zack Snyder's Justice League an improvement over the uh, original theatrical release, it is the Justice League film I've always wanted to see on the big screen. I, I, Ryan can't believe it, but it, I'm it serious. Can't, it can't be the Justice League until we have Green Lantern there. We have Martian Manhunter there. Here's <laughs> the thing. I, I Spoiler alert. They show up okay. in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. And my jaw dropped when I saw Green Lantern show up and fight Darkseid. It's amazing. Okay. When Martian Manhunter shows up at the end to tease what could have been, it's a little disappointing that you know we're not going to get to see him unless they continue. But just seeing Martian Manhunter in the full, you know, special effects of a big budget movie was so awesome, and seeing him talk to Batman was incredible. And that leads me to the actual film, The Justice League. The main cast are Justice League. They each get their full story. Wonder Woman's story arc is phenomenal. Batman is incredible in Zack Snyder's Justice League. He's the main character in this film and his character arc from, you know, he's feeling a little guilty for the way he treated Superman and Batman versus Superman to forming this team to almost making the ultimate sacrifice. It is incredible. But the star of this film, the most underserved character from Joss Whedon's Justice League was Cyborg. In this film, Cyborg has almost, I'd say, triple the amount of screen time he had in the original Justice League. And Man, his storyline made me cry. It was fantastic. The Flash's storyline is improved. It's way more emotional. The Flash actually saves the entire Justice League towards the end, and it is one of the most incredible scenes I've ever seen in a superhero film. I'm going to give Justice, Zack Snyder's Justice League a 9 out of 10. It was an amazing film. If you could sit through it, watch it in you know two or three sittings, Zack Snyder's Justice League is that much of a different film than the original that it's worth a watch, in my opinion. Here's my one problem with it. Let okay. me ask you as a fan. Okay. The film doesn't mean anything. They're not going to follow and it that's, up. That's the thing. That's so why it's not a 10 out of 10. What's the point in sitting and wasting four hours? You know, it's not like watching if they had put Endgame well, and... Uh, there is going to be a follow-up. There is going to be a follow-up. And that's The Flash. We're getting a Flash film, a solo Flash film with Ezra Miller as the Flash. And, and that's does it take place this. after this or after the... It takes place okay. after Justice League. I mean, I'll, I'll try and give it a watch. I don't have much time, but... I mean, it, it's really, really amazing. Now, is everyone going to agree with me? I don't think so, but uh, I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. All right. <laughs> so um, last thing I want to do before yeah. we wrap it up here... Okay. Uh, I've compiled a oh, list yeah. of films that we are going to definitely be watching um, in the second half of the summer and reviewing for you guys a little bit later on. Uh, so I just want you to take a look through this list. Maybe okay. give me your top two or three oh, that you're two. most looking forward to. And I've, I've been looking at this list, so I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead. Oh, it's hard to do two or three, but there are a lot of films on here that I'm looking forward to. I'm going to try and choose three different ones, and I think okay. you're looking forward to. Okay. Um, really looking forward to Free Guy. Um, right, yeah. love Ryan Reynolds and everything he's in except for Green Lantern, which I haven't seen because I've heard he was so terrible in it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so that's a bad movie. Really looking forward to Free Guy. Looks okay. different. It looks maybe a little bit like um, Ready, Ready Player, Player One, yeah. but looks like a funnier version. So excited yeah. to see that. And I loved Ready he's Player hilarious. One. Um, okay. Number two, 
I'm going to go with, and it is later in the summer, maybe if you want to consider late September, fall, um, Dear Evan Hansen. They okay. just dropped the official trailer for this one. Okay. Um, if you guys couldn't tell already between our Hamilton review in the <laughs> Heights, um, I'm a huge musical fan. Yeah, I are. love the music from Dear Evan Hansen. This is one I actually haven't seen on stage. Um, haven't had the opportunity. It was huge after Hamilton, and then COVID happened. So the price. Brian's also a fantastic day. singer that as is, well. That is false. He could he could have been uh, a really great musical theater guy, but he decided to go with sports uh, uh, broadcasting instead. Yeah, Dominic uh, is still trying to make up for crushing my singing dreams and yelling at me <laughs> that I don't even sing in key. So he's trying to make up for that, but I will never forgive him for crushing Any other my ones dreams. On the list? And then. Um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Venom. End of the summer slash beginning of the fall with around that Halloween season. I think it's September 24th release. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the one I'm dreading the most on this list. I know, you hated the trailer. I hated the first Venom. I hate you. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated the first Venom. Oh, it was so wonderful. I know you really liked it. A lot of people were like, yeah, that was a really great film. I watched it and I was like, dude, I didn't like it that much. But everybody loves it, so I'm like, I'm glad they're making a second you're, one. You're more of a stare for four hours at black and white Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League than a fun, fun action comedy Venom kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Really excited. That's, I that's love the Carnage from factor. the cartoons. Yeah, from the Spider-Man animated series, mm-hmm. and really excited to see what Woody Harrelson can do with it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I know you have a couple of them on here. Uh, definitely top of the list for me that's going to be coming out and hopefully we're going to be reviewing it in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. It's got the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes out of any DC film. I want to see if it lives up to that. Yeah. James Gunn, please, please don't let us down. Yeah. I am really hyped to see the Suicide Squad. All right. Um, so that's top of the list for me. Um, now on the Marvel side, I'd probably say Shang-Chi, yeah. um, but I'm more excited for the Eternals. Um, okay. coming out in November, November uh, yeah. yeah so it's a little bit of ways away but yeah, yeah I'm still still a little hyped for Shang-Chi and um I think we were talking about Candyman looks like a pretty good horror film yeah. on here I'm not we we just saw the trailer for Candyman when yeah. we went and saw Green Knight I'm yeah. not a horror film guy looks way too scary for my liking but mm-hmm. is it is it Jordan Peele no, oh, well, no. he's producing it. He's producing it, okay. Um, but yeah, no, I it's mean, actually Nia DaCosta, okay. which is like, I think it's her first film, but the next one she's going to be making is uh, the sequel to Captain Marvel. So oh, okay. that's uh, that's the reason why I kind of want to see, see what she's got uh, to prove. All right, well, you heard it from here. Uh, lots of content, you know, catching up with you guys again. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said, we're going to do an Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra double release yes. review of both series as well as some sneak previews on, you know, what we think about the new series coming out. That's Live right. action Avatar coming to Netflix. Um, hopefully they'll do better than M. Night Shyamalan. Yes. Uh, we're also going to, we have a few Rick and Morty episodes to catch you up on. I think yes. four episodes that we'll do just one review for. Yep. Um, one more thing I'm missing. What am I missing here? Loki season finale. Loki season finale as well. We'll, we'll get you guys a review as yep. soon as possible. Um, I'm about to go on vacation again for about 10 days, but hopefully we'll keep the episodes rolling out this week. Yep. Uh, get you one a day and then we'll go on another brief break about two weeks and then be back with more uh, film reviews, TV reviews and more. So thanks for tuning in to another episode of Top of the List. Dom, where, the, where can they find us? They can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Please give us a follow there and you know you can watch, uh, listen to the audio only version on those services. If you'd rather watch our video feed, then you can go ahead and subscribe on YouTube and uh, give us a like and uh let us know down in the comments what you think of the films we had here. Any uh, ones at the top of your list 
Um, with that said, we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, guys.